Welcome to the 20th episode of the Kendra Maya podcast. My name is Kendra Maya and I am a yogi training under Guru Pashupati at the 17,000 year old ancient school of Himalayan yoga called Trilok Akhara. Today's topic is the most sustainable perception of purpose. And as I've said before, purpose is something that is really close to my heart. And I've actually gone into certain depth into it in, in the past. I've also made two episodes on this. We've also made an episode with Maharukayu on purpose and relationships. So it's quite a hot topic at the at the Himalayan Holistic Healing Institute here because it very closely links to one's general life motivation and well-being. Without a purpose, as I talk about it before, without a purpose, it, it's just why would you wake up, right? Why would you wake up? And maybe you wake up because you have, you just, you just do. But then why would you get out of bed? And that's an important question. Because if that's not why you, I mean, if you don't have an answer to that, then you're probably whiling away your life and feeling quite miserable. And I've been there too, which is why this topic is close to my heart. Because through an understanding, through a sustainable understanding of purpose, I've been able to emerge out of this abyss in my life too, through Himalayan yoga. In today's episode, we are going to introduce some concepts related to purpose that have been spoken about by other people, other sociologists, some um, behavior therapists and people who are authors of famous books like The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck, Mark Manson, and some others in motivation and inspiration industries. So what they have to say about it, for example, Mark Manson starts in his ebook, which I do recommend people read. He starts off by saying, so I'm not getting paid by, I'm not, I have not, I'm not affiliated with him in any way, but I, I think I found it really insightful. And that's the introduction that I'm going to give you some of the things that other people have to say. And then the main content is, of course, the Himalayan yogic perspective on how to have a sustainable sense of purpose. And then we conclude. So the first question Mark asks is, what am I willing to be killed by? So he's quoting Charles Bukowski, uh, where Bukowski says, uh, find out what you love and let it kill you. So now that's an extreme statement by any stretch, by any stretch of the, of, of definitions. And, uh, but it's, it's really interesting because of what it relates to the second question, which is what pain do I want in life? And that's, 
that's the, that's actually the third question. So we have, what am I willing to kill me? Yeah, the second question is, what pain do I want in life? And actually, what is actually the second question in his book? But I'm making it the third question because I think it's better placed there. Is what is our opinion of death? So let's take it one by one. When we ask ourselves, what am I willing to be killed by? It's basically, what am I willing to sacrifice my life for? That's a very dramatic way of putting it. Whereas this, you know, to ask it simply would be, what do I let myself, what, what do I let kill me? You know, because the hypothesis is that we are all going to die. And it's, it's true, I guess, for most of us, it's true. The second question of what pain do I want in life is explained really well in his ebook and I agree that pain is something that we all will experience one way or the other. It could be the pain of constantly suffering from emotional turbulence, from always being in the highs or the lows and never in a stable mood. This is one of the major pains, what we call sastanasha or internal narcotics in yoga. And that's basically us abusing our neurotransmitters to keep getting high on, I don't know, social media posts or something like that, some sort of trivial uh, occurrence in our life, which is not truly an accomplishment that we allow to gain happiness from. I mean, listening to your favorite song that's that's great but if that's all you do then it's not very sustainable of course you can keep on doing that it's up to you but it's probably not very sustainable as far as being fulfilled and being happy and blissful in a sustainable way with great relationships and good health mental and physical is concerned. So when we ask ourselves what pain do I want in life, we choose, we are given, we give ourselves the luxury of choice. That okay, I want to experience the pain of building up my body, the pain of waking up early and going to the gym and working up my muscles out, sticking to a healthy diet, sticking to organic food, cooking for myself every day instead of ordering easy takeout food. These are some of the pains that we can choose as opposed to the pain of being in constant emotional turbulence because pain, well, my friend, pain ain't leaving you, that's for sure. Pain is a part of life, as is pleasure. And pain is necessary to know what to improve upon. We've mentioned that in a lot of our previous episodes, also with Maharukayu. And so it's important to learn to love the struggle, right? Absolutely agree with that, with Mark. You need to learn to love the struggle because otherwise why would you do any of it, right? The destination can't be the one that motivates you. I mean, it's just not enough. 
because the destination where whereas it takes like out of wherever whatever your goal might be let's say that the goal is 100% and your move towards it and your efforts towards it are 99% and the final final push is that 1% but 99% is the journey 99% is the struggle and the, the little successes that build up to the big success that's the 100% so if 99% is not what you love then how would you reach that 1% So yeah, definitely got to love the struggle. Got to love the struggle, man. So that's that's that. The final one is about death and how it's pretty obvious that we're all going towards death and we might as well choose a passion and let it kill us and all that jazz, right? That's that's what they say. There's another guy who talks about uh, how it's important to have a mission as opposed to just pursuing wellness and i would say that we need both so by wellness i understand he means just trying to be happy and trying to be you know improving your life quality without having a bigger goal in mind that's what a lot of people are also doing like they use yoga and meditation to improve their life quality without thinking of how they can contribute to the world at least at the outset and well i think that's that's all right as long as which which that's all right actually that's great because that's what where we all start with you know if you have looked at the maslow's pyramid of you know hierarchy of needs maslow's hierarchy of needs at the bottom we have the basic necessities and without those and comfort is at the second level without these basic things why would we want to achieve self actualization which is on top of the pyramid we can't jump you have to meet the the bottom rungs first and if that is the case then one has to meet emotional balance and emotional stability before one can start to add value to the world because of course you can add value whenever you want but it just won't be sustainable you know you might you know in the beginning have a lot of enthusiasm and energy to do something but it's not going to last your emotional turbulence will outlast your blog or your art or your book or your social media page or whatever you're creating your music of course there are people who use their emotional turbulence and channel it into their art and that's pretty great which is also what charles bukowski did but bukowski was also a an alcoholic and many other things which i will not mention here well i think it's 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 the the point is that his life as turbulent as it was at the end of it the final purpose was simply not met the final purpose of each human being the, the core purpose what is at the core of it all and it's not one thing it it has many just like yoga is existing in many forms 
and has many meanings. Um, the core of it is union, the core of it is to be of value and to connect to the universal consciousness that is at the core of it, but it has many expressions. In the same way, all kinds of human beings have many purposes and many ways of getting there, but at the core of it is something which we all need to know about and I will talk about it after the topic of death. So, these, these guys I mean including Charles Bukowski they just think that death is a natural thing that happens and you know might as well die pursuing one's art and whatever one is passionate about. But uh, I do not know if anybody has asked themselves what death is really like. They are all afraid to talk about it obviously and that is understandable. But today I am going to talk about it because we need to address the elephant in the room. Wellness and purpose are extremely connected to death because the essence of the question what is my life purpose is basically what should I do here with my time on earth? What is the best way for me to spend the time that I have on earth? And that is essentially the question and this is from Mark Manson, I am quoting him and that is true. We ask ourselves this question essentially when we say what is our purpose, we ask ourselves what is it that we can best spend our time on this planet. And then we assume that that time is limited which it is, but nobody knows how much and how little. So, it is a good idea to use death as a final outcome that we are all marching towards and come up with some kind of some, some kind of internal reflection on what we truly want to do, what we want to wake up to and be living for, right. Death is the ultimate end goal which actually ironically makes us start living and that is how it has been for me too until I discovered that you know death does not have to be at the age of 100 or at the age of 80, it can be after 100, 200 years. You know science is already catching up with aging and what to do in order to reverse age and there is a lot of scientists studying it such as Dr. David Sinclair from the University of Harvard and he also has a podcast. Um, where he talks about this called lifespan I think. So, there are people talking about how to reverse age and science is kind of figuring it out. Um, however, yoga has already made giant leaps in understanding what death is about for a long time now. And we all know and, and are afraid 
of death, right? So, let's roll back a bit before we look at yoga's perception. Death is not something which is a light breeze. I mean, it is probably physically, maybe if the person is sleeping and they die in their sleep, then it's physically not painful. But emotionally, emotionally, if you realize that actually you could have done a lot more shit in life than you have done, that you were meant for bigger things and you just never got around to it because of other people's opinions or what they might think, then it's, then it's a level of emotional pain that you that you cannot imagine, <laughs> that, that nobody should have to experience, because it is quite a final, the finality of death is something that we emotionally experience when, when death actually happens and it's possible, people have experienced death and come back to life and there are studies and interviews with such people, so you can check those out. And also people who experience, they have death-like experiences in their dreams sometimes. So, and there are people who have actually medically been labeled dead and they somehow were able to come back to life. You know, miracles like this have happened. And these people can tell you what it is like. It's, it's a mental game. It's, it's not just like life leaving your body and your body turning cold as ice. Emotionally, is what determines your emotional capacity and fulfillment in life. Yeah, will determine whether you will be at peace or not. We have a separate topic called death yoga. So if anybody is interested, they can get in touch. But it's uh, yeah, it's for the special. It's for some special people. It's not for everybody. So, now getting into the yogic perspective of a sustainable sense of purpose. The question is, instead of simply killing oneself, following one's purpose, why don't we first heal ourselves and then solve other people's problems? Let me repeat that. So instead of allowing your passion to kill you, why not heal yourself and reprogram your subconscious or the doing mind so that it, it will be optimized to deliver results towards your passion and therefore allow you to make more valuable contributions to other people's lives whether it is as a musician or as a as an author or as a influencer or you know gym gym trainer or whatever it is sustainability climate specialist whatever it is that you want to do it makes a lot of sense to first fill your cup and then offer to fill other people's cups because if your cup is not full then what the fuck are you offering to other people
<laughs> air <laughs> because if you're running out of gas then you can't sustain this for too long and that's why it's important to heal yourself and first meet a minimum level of wellness mental and physical and build that foundation which is also part of Maslow's hierarchy of needs and then go on to your mission which will add value and purpose into your life. Of course there are some people who can see their purpose even when they are healing themselves. So they are there on some sort of journey or they have or they have not started healing yet but they can see their purpose but they don't really know how to actually get there. They just know that they need to get there. There are some people like that but there are people who have no idea at all and most of us are like that. And for those people I would say it's an important thing to build your foundation of wellness first especially and then figure out what are you passionate about that you will not kill yourself for but keep your up your wellness for that's what you will stay alive for that's what you will keep your body's energy pulsating for and that's what yoga teaches it teaches especially at Himalayan holistic healing we at least the students that we have learn about the body enough that the body does not go into a self-destruct phase in short notice in such a way that is able to see itself succeed right so there are people who artists especially contemporary artists right they never really see themselves getting successful they only get success after they die so it's their spirits that are roaming around looking at themselves being successful <laughs> no so why not become healthy and why not heal yourself through self-reflection and building a well a good foundation for yourself and then following your purpose and letting it you know completely saturate your being because if you do that then you will actually have a sustainable physically and mentally sustainable self who succeeds and then can move on to the next project or can move on to another aspect of the same project instead of burning out or dying or getting a major disease uh, but for those who want to sustain their health and build on giving value to others on top of what they what they already possess you have something to offer to you guys men women non-binary whoever you may be among my listeners so in yoga the final purpose is to be a protector of the planet protectors of life on earth including plants animals fungi rocks and everything in between and of course humans 
so that's that's the ultimate and final purpose if you've made it so far into the po- podcast episode then you deserve to hear this secretive yet insightful fact about what yoga is all for himalayan yoga especially i'll take i'm giving a moment to let that sink in so the final purpose the ultimate purpose of yoga is to be protectors of life on earth and like my guru likes to call it to be the immune system of the planet just like we have the white blood cells and the monocytes and the lymph flowing in our body to protect the body that's what humans are ultimately built for so then if you sabotage yourselves while moving towards your purpose you ain't meeting this man how how can you be an immune system how can you protect life on earth if you are yourself fucked up to put it bluntly so it would make sense to be a rock solid foundation of mental and physical well-being and you might be aware of your purpose or you can arrive at it also after you've become well if you are at the bottom of that pyramid and if you don't have the basic needs and you are kind of aware of your purpose still then it's a hunger that drives you and it will keep driving you from the bottom to the top of that pyramid either way it's going to be a fun ride if you know this about the ultimate purpose of human beings and in being this protector we will we will go through many avatars or many form formats of fulfilling our purpose we will move from one thing to another thing because we change and circumstances change so our purpose also modifies itself but never forget to keep your eye on the ball which is the core of being a protector of life on earth right so that's all for today's episode those who have questions about this are free to write to me at himalayanholistichealing@gmail.com and if you like this episode please do drop a review on apple or spotify and stay tuned because we have some exciting stuff exciting stuff coming up this month and next month so this month i'll be launching an app where we will have a community of people who are listening to the podcast and who are students in the course that we have all in one place but different communities for these two groups uh, because one is a free community and the other one is a paid one 
And we also have next month some exclusive events in Prague with Maharukayu and we will share that as soon as we know more about more about what we are where and when etc. But stay tuned and thank you so much for listening and for your interest in Himalayan yoga. Oh. Uh-huh.